Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Judean authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. It has often been remarked that Thomas, of all the apostles those closest to Jesus, is the most modern among them. You might recognize Thomas walking down the street here in southern Marin. He is a practical man. He is a man who says things that most of the other apostles are thinking but are unwilling to say. In fact, in some ways, I'm a bit like Thomas. I have a penchant for stating the obvious. Thomas is the one who is dubious before the crucifixion when Jesus says, we're going back to Judea. The disciples have just pointed out to Jesus the last time he was in Judea, the Judeans were about ready to kill him. Jesus insists on going anyway, and Thomas says, 
in a somewhat cynical way, well, let us also go that we may die with him, you know? Thomas is the one who expresses the doubts that we all carry often in our hearts, and we are unfortunately blinkered in our culture when we hear the passage that we just heard from John. We think about belief as mere intellectual assent. But there's so much more than that going on in this passage. Think about belief this way when it comes to John. Think about belief as trust. Think about it as trust. What would it mean to say we trust in God? We trust in the risen Christ. Trust is what it's all about, right? The disciples are hidden for fear of the local authorities. The doors are shut and locked. As far as they are concerned, everything is over. I want you to imagine with me an image that you have probably seen. I think if I describe it, most of you will remember. It's the image from the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling. And it is the image of Adam, you remember, reaching towards God and God reaching back. Michelangelo was describing the gap of what has been known in the tradition as the fall. And that gap is between the two fingers reaching out to each other, between the divine and the human. That is an image that is as old as scripture. It's very, very deep in our understanding of who we are. But think about counterexamples of what it might have been depicted like. What if God was depicted as standing there with his arms crossed like this, looking annoyed? That is one way some traditions depict God. Instead, God is reaching out. Today's gospel takes things one step further. That is, we have God in the risen Christ breaking through the closed doors and the locks and even the fear and bringing peace. For the disciples, it's not like Adam reaching out to the divine. The disciples are more like if Adam was sort of closed in on himself like this in fear. And God arrives, wraps his arm around that fearful Adam and says, peace be with you. In other words, learn to trust. is always the message of the second Sunday of Easter. And it's carried forward by the example of Thomas, who is away in this first encounter with the risen Christ. And then when 
all of these apostles, these disciples, these friends that he has known for quite a while, who have been through fire and water together, say to him, we have seen Jesus. Thomas says, unless I see Jesus with my own eyes, I will not believe. The language is important. I will not. Now that for me is very Southern Marin. We're a willful bunch of people. Our sense of entitlement, our sense of needing to know for ourselves, if not have for ourselves, what we think we deserve and want. Our ingrained California skepticism, thank you very much, dubious of any authority, even dubious of our friends when they tell us this happened or that happened. Or come and rejoice with me. Well, maybe, maybe not. Tell me more. I will not. That language, too, is very ancient in the tradition, and we are about to engage in it as we baptize Cheyenne. And that is when we articulate the baptismal covenant, what do we say? We say, I will. But what's the caveat? With God's help. It's funny, we don't have that in our marriage service, but we probably should. I will. I bring the willingness, but I need God's help in order to move forward with this. That's a statement of faith, of trust, of bringing together our conceits and even our blinkered understanding of the way things are with a trust that God will more than simply reach out like that painting in the Sistine Chapel, but will come and walk with us and embrace us, even in our most fearful and darkest moments. That's the good news of this gospel, isn't it? That it's more than Adam and the divine reaching to each other across the gap. It's that God has come among us and has defeated death and fear, and darkness, and suspicion, and even confronts our most willful selves. See, I don't think Thomas is just a modern fellow. I think Thomas is a perennial fellow for all time. Just like every one of us, Thomas has his doubts, his willfulness, his suspicions. And he often navigates life just like the rest of us do. Unless, fill in the blank, I will fill in the blank. And Jesus comes to us and says, peace be with you. I am here with you. When you are ready to stop playing God, I will be here with you. In fact, I'm here with you already. So let go of the will just a little bit more and leave room to trust 
in me. That's what Jesus is telegraphing to his followers. As astonished as they are, as surprised as they are, as unwilling as Thomas is to believe, unless he sees it with his own eyes, Jesus still says to them and to us, trust in me. Death is defeated. The message, the second Sunday of Easter. To all of us and to everything we carry in memory, good and bad, in our lives, for better, for worse. We offer the will and then ask for God's grace, trusting, not that God will meet us halfway, but that God will get us to where we need to go. We are an Easter people, a people who do not depend on our own metal to get the ultimate things in life, but upon the God who loves us, and who knows us best, and who will never leave us alone. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.